1: Hello, everyone. I'm Marcus Robertson with Becker's Healthcare. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about orthopedics and ASCs. And joining us today, we've got Michael Boblitz, CEO, Tallahassee Orthopedic Clinic, which I've covered a few times. Absolutely a top notch practice. Uh, Michael, welcome back to the podcast.
0: Uh, My pleasure, Marcus. Thanks for having me. And uh, it's great. It is great to catch up.
1: Absolutely. well, you know, like I said just a second ago, you've been uh, leading Tallahassee Orthopedic Clinic, doing really a phenomenal job. Um, but for our listeners who haven't met you yet, could you tell us a little bit about your background?
0: Sure. I um, were, grew up in Charlottesville, Virginia. Um in the orthopedic family, my dad actually holds the same job I have here with uh, T O C, uh, and actually he's the first and only ever chief administrator of orthopedics at University of Virginia. So I I grew up on the sidelines of U uh, V A athletics and um, just uh, fell in love with with the sports medicine side of uh, the equation way back when. And uh, uh, godfather of mine, a guy named Dr. Frank McHugh, uh, who's now deceased, but trained another pretty well-known sports doctor uh, named Jim Andrews. Um, just kind of took me under his wing way back when. Wanted me to be a doctor, but long story. Another day, I almost I guess I passed out in the OR one time uh, down the road and just realized that the medical stuff was not for me, but uh, kind of accelerated and wanted to work in healthcare. All, that's the family trade. And um, so I, I kind of pursued a path in healthcare administration through James Madison and Started off in finance at, back at University of Virginia, where I grew up, and then uh, from there on, pretty much my entire career was healthcare, devoted to healthcare strategy, worked at some great institutions like Johns Hopkins Medicine, or uh, before uh, my time at TRC uh, for seven years at Glenet Health System in the North Atlanta market, and kind of loved, loved strategy and growth, And but now I have the privilege to uh, kind of come back to my roots, I guess you can say, and working in uh, orthopedics with uh, Tallahassee Orthopedic uh, Clinic, and uh, just at, like you mentioned, just for just a blessed to be a, a great organization and growing just uh leaps and bounds every day.
1: You've been uh leading Tallahassee Ortho for a couple of years, I I see. And um yeah, yeah, you've returned to continue to build on that orthopedic pedigree, I guess, from your family.
0: Yeah, I guess you can say. It's uh it's it's a lot of fun and you know, we'll talk more about it in a few minutes, but I just believe that the the private practice model um full service with Peter model specifically really addresses a lot of the challenges uh, currently uh, in the healthcare industry with uh, lower cost solutions with with high quality care.
1: Yeah, I covered, uh, you know, the industry for uh, a couple of years, and I can, I can say that that is, is very much the case based on what I've seen. But um, Michael, what are the big headwinds that you are looking at for this year? What are you planning around?
0: Sure. I think that the, the biggest challenge, and if you remember back in um, this past July, I think that was the peak of the inflation of maybe 7.5% or 8% now. Um, obviously, some and services well north of that. And, and I often refer to a lot of my colleagues, and especially in the business community outside of healthcare, that um, they didn't realize that when I asked, what do you think the inflation was at the time for physician services? Um, it was only 0.8 percent, and and they would they would, my, my colleagues would ask, well, why is that? And I said, well, you have to understand, in our business, we can't pass price on to the consumer, you know, or a rising costs on to the consumer, because Medicare pays us less, not more, and in the private practice environment, or physician practice environment, most 99 percent of physician practices don't have inflation built into their commercial contracts, so. The challenge that we always face, to answer your question, is uh, the, the, the ongoing inflation and rising cost of care. And so the two ways to accomplish that is, one, we're trying to achieve scale through broadening uh, our geographic reach um, through uh, new partnerships, as well as the Novo investments, um, so we can take our overhead and spread it across the bigger base of revenue. Um, And then also focusing on going back to uh, the runway, so to speak, in private practice and building that out to prepare ourselves for um, a long term success in uh, in orthopedic medicine.
1: You said uh, you are trying to uh, sort of address some of the inflationary issues by expanding scale geographically. Um, And then what was the last bit again?
0: Oh, um, so uh, expanding, uh, you know, our geographic footprint, right? Uh, so that's what we call uh, de novo in organic growth, right? Um, then also we're seeking and, and constantly entertaining uh, a whole portfolio of strategic partnerships that also help us accomplish, you know, broader reach where we take our administrative platform and, and, and centralize that and then expand that across a larger base of revenue. And then the other is um, building out uh, the, the runway for orthopedics, meaning expanding our surgical centers, uh, expanding our ancillary services, MRI services, physical therapy services, all the things that the purchasers really desire to have you know, a comprehensive uh, portfolio of solutions and a lower cost setting of care. And because, as you know, uh, the professional fee side of the equation, Medicare is always cutting that. And so in a private practice environment, you really have to build out the, um, those ancillary incomes uh, to grow those and mature those uh, programs to offset some of the headwinds with uh, traditional Medicare cuts on the, on the professional fee side. And so it's a combination of uh, trying to better manage expenses through scale and um, investing in and in expanding in surgical services, um, our surgical centers, and our ancillary programs to create additional revenue to offset some of the, these headwinds
1: with any luck some of that offset you know might not be always necessary if if uh you know some of the payer incentives start aligning with you know the overall trend toward out, outpatient procedures for for a lot of this stuff
0: That that's correct and, and that's going to be the tailwind side of our talk today but there's a there's a lot of uh opportunity i think and uh especially in orthopedics sure
1: and yeah on that what what's what do you think uh, you know, the next two to three years looks like for the evolution of uh, spine and orthopedics?
0: Sure, well, you know, I think that um, what you're gonna find, and especially on the expense side is, groups are gonna to continue to try to find uh, uh, new strategic partnerships and models. Uh, you've heard the term um, management services organizations, there's traditional partnerships, traditional uh, mergers, if you will, and I think that all of the above are different ways uh, that the market is kind of responding to address the, the rising inflation and challenges of uh, you know of cost uh, to provide a practice and operate a practice. Um, the uh, the other uh, bigger opportunity I think that will continue to unfold, and I think I saw an article actually from Becker's today that. Uh, talked about United Healthcare and how they're uh, moving and, and creating payer policy changes to really start to drive more and more services from hospital based pricing into ambulatory surgical center uh, environments. And so, uh, we, like many, uh, are starting to build out and expand our surgical centers uh, to prepare for which, you know, I believe one day uh, that will become the norm and payers will uh, require elective outpatient surgery to only be performed. In a surgical center environment and so we have um, uh, a limited window to build out that runway and, and making an, uh, important investments in our facilities so we can accommodate that that increase in demand
1: okay so uh yeah just preparing ahead of time for what uh yeah hopefully and should be um the movement in the future what are you seeing as the best opportunities for growth within all that
0: Sure. You know, I think that going back to expanding our surgical center footprint is important. And the ASC model in uh, orthopedics has been there for a long, long time. What hasn't fully matured yet is the the higher acuity uh, patient, um, the, the joint replacement patient, the spine surgery patient. And so, for example, what we're working on here at TOC is uh, building a, uh, a new surgery center that focuses especially on uh, joint replacement and spine surgery uh, to really embrace uh, specialization and focus on outcomes. And to do that, you have to replicate um, the environment that is uh, encountered that you see in the hospital-based environment, which is um, uh, longer-stay recovery spaces. And even in surgical centers before, They, uh, the post recovery spaces is more or less curtains and for not for longer stays. So, we're building a facility that actually will have, um, uh, private recovery spaces, uh, for patients that do need to stay, maybe upwards of 23 hours. And by doing that, it allows us to again prepare ourselves. So, as payers continue to make policy changes and 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 require more and more patients to be serviced in a surgical set center setting, we're we're ready for that uh, that trend. Uh,
1: this new. Facility you're referring to is in progress right now or still in the planning stages?
0: Uh, still in planning stages, and we hope to break down and um, hope to break around in August. And uh, the other thing I'll mention, uh, and again, as you probably know, when, when Medicare pays you less, um, the only really way to offset that, because um, I can't, obviously I'll never, we'll never get Medicare to change that position, at least not for a while, Sure. Is to uh, to to collect a lot faster, and so something that um, uh, I I uh, focused on when I arrived at TOC is to really double down on a revenue cycle team, and that's been a uh, uh, a great move. Our our revenue cycle and our uh, we've uh, and our cash acceleration has really increased just just twofold, and so uh, by generating cash faster, it helps to offset some of these these other challenges we're des- we're describing. So I think kind of focusing on surgical center uh, expansions, especially for the higher acuity patient population, as well as double down on your revenue cycle team. I think those are two really uh, opportunities for for orthopedics. There you
1: have it for other ASC leaders out there investing in your uh, RCM team and uh, looking into things like joint replacements and spine surgery for like micro specialized surgery centers. Well, thanks, Michael, for your time today um, and for those insights. Really great talking to
0: you. My pleasure, Marcus. Thank you.
1: And for our audience, you can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckershospitalreview.com.